Hello, my name is Jayema, and you're listening to Unpurified, the Ramblings of a Black Queer Christian. For today's episode of the podcast, um, I just wanted to share my uh, personal findings on uh, the End Times timeline. Um, I wanted to figure out um, the timeline for myself, and I've been researching uh, Revelation lately, and um, I finally have figured out what's going to happen in what order, and I wanted to share my findings with everyone and put it on the podcast. So, um, yeah, obviously, like, you know, you can disagree if you want, but uh, this is just what I think is going to happen based on my findings. So, yeah. I also, like, have events, like, placed in certain areas that I will explain that most people will probably disagree with. But I will explain why I place them where I place them. And, yeah, I'll talk about that when I get to them. And, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, so, um... (laughs) I have, um broken up this uh end times timeline into subsections into 15 uh sort of main chunks there are so many things that happen um in the end times timeline that it's just it's so much that you have to go over and I feel like um a visual would be better so um as I always say with just about every podcast episode babies Um, There is a blog post associated with this episode that you can go see, that you can look at, that you can get this information written out. Because I feel like it would be better to see written out. But you know, she's she's a prophet. She likes to speak. So I will speak it for you. But I do think you may need a visual to understand everything that... I'm going to say, um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to go through my list of the events in the timeline, uh, first, and then I will explain, um, I think, is it three or is it four? Yes, four, four separate events and why I placed them where I place them because I know that for the rest of my things uh it's I feel like well I feel like it'll be kind of uncontested about where I placed these events but I know that for these four events um people will have questions about why I place it where I place them and those events will be the wedding of the lamb the three days of darkness the rapture and the wedding feast of the lamb. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know what I'm saying, getting to the, um, kind of, I guess, brief explanation. Because there's just, there's just so much, there's so much that happens during the end times. So, yeah, let's, uh, get into the, uh, uh-huh, um, <laughs> detailing of the timeline, girls, I guess. 
Alrighty, so the first event is seals one through four. Um, the second event is seal five, and at that, seal five will be um, the wedding of the lamb. The third event is seal six, and that at that event, there will be um, the three days of darkness. Um, the fourth event is um, the seventh seal. And at the seventh seal, the rapture will happen. Um, there will be the sealing of the 144,000. And it will be the start of the first horror. Um, for a brief explanation of horrors. Horrors are time periods in the in the thing. It's like categorized through like specific um it's like specific lengths of <laughs> bad things that will happen. They call them horrors in the Bible. So, yeah, the seventh seal will be the start of the first horror because the rapture will take away so many people on the earth that there will be so much chaos that happens because, you know, when people instantaneously leave, you know, there'll probably be, you know, like car crashes, unfortunately, and like planes falling out of the sky unfortunately like because people will just blip so there'll be a lot of chaos that will happen on the earth because so many people just disappear instantaneously so that's the start of the first horror um for event number five will be trumpets one through five and then after the fifth trumpet that will be the end of the first horror um, for event six is the sixth trumpet, and that is the start of the second horror. Um, event number seven is the halfway point. Um, I personally believe that the tribulation is seven years long. So for me, I believe that this will be 3.5 years into the tribulation. At this point, uh, the two witnesses would be killed. Um, the Antichrist would have broken the seven-year covenant that he made. Um, he also would have been fatally, fatally wounded at this point, maybe even died, but like lived through it, or maybe he passed away for like a couple of minutes and he gets revi revised, reviv revised, revived, revived, <laughs> back <laughs> into life. Um, a war breaks out in heaven against Satan. Satan comes up into heaven and literally starts a war with uh, <laughs> angels in heaven at this point. And um, he gets thrown down into the earth after the war happens. And after all of this, you know what I'm saying? This halfway point is a whole lot of chaos that goes on and that will be the end of um, the second horror. For event number eight, it will be the seventh trumpet. And at the seventh trumpet, um, there will be angels who will be sent to um, prophesy to the earth. And that also marks the start of the third horror. Event number nine, uh, God begins his like official tissue judgments. Because I guess the trumpets are simply, uh, I guess maybe metaphorically like the announcement of you know that judgment is coming even though it's it's still it's still very very bad events but i guess they just signify 
that the judgment is coming. And then the bowls are God's official judgment. So those are bowls uh, one through seven that happen uh, for event number nine. Uh, for uh, the 10th event will be um, the fall of Babylon. Uh, and, and that's like the kingdom that um, uh, the Antichrist rules when he takes over the whole world at that time period. Um, for event number 11 will be the second coming of Jesus Christ. The 144,000 will announce um, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, a battle happens between Jesus and the Antichrist and the false prophet. Um, the Antichrist and the false prophet and their armies are killed. They are thrown alive in hell. Um, Satan uh, gets locked up at this point. And after all this happens, um, it, this will signify the end of the third horror. Uh, at event number 12, there will be a thousand years of peace on the earth and the survivors of the tribulation will live peacefully with Satan being locked up for a thousand years. And then event number 13 will be the final defeat of Satan. Uh, Satan will get released and then he will attempt war. He will try and get the people who survived or I guess the ancestors, not the ancestors, the descendants of the survivors of the tribulation <laughs> he tries to get them to um fight a war with him on his side um it fails <laughs> miserably and uh satan gets thrown into hell forever after that event number 14 the final judgment takes place where god um judges all the people who rebelled with Satan, um, you know, when he came and tried to start a war. And then after that, um, there will be, um, the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem. And then that will be when the wedding feast of the lamb takes place. So yeah, um, those are, um, my thoughts on, uh, you know, the, the end times timeline. And I know that people will probably have questions about where I place the wedding of the lamb. There are probably people who have questions about the three days of darkness and, uh, the rapture and the wedding feast of the lamb. So to explain where I place, why? There we go. Why I placed <laughs> the wedding of the lamb where I placed it. I will have to explain why I placed the three days of darkness where I placed it. And, um, you know, when I was researching um, uh, the end times timeline and like looking up different things and like trying to figure out the understanding to certain chapters of Revelation, I kept getting um, like three days of darkness, prophetic um, videos in my recommends online and I kept seeing it and I was like, uh, I don't believe this. Like I literally had never heard of this before. And I just kept seeing it every time I went, um, online to research this stuff. And I was like, eh, 
girl, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't paying no attention to this. But like, as I, um, as I was like looking into my Bible through like different sections of the Bible, because the end times is talked about like throughout the Bible. And so like, I was looking through different sections of my Bible and my, my Bible would land on different pages that would show me, um, verses that kept talking about darkness. I kept seeing stuff like where it was like God was sending darkness onto, to, um, the land. And so I was like, Oh, like, so this is real. <laughs> I was like, okay, girl, like you, you tell him, he's like, this is a real thing. Like I should, I should, uh, uh, pay attention to this. Right. And so, um, after that, I started to look up different videos that was talking about, um, the three days of darkness. And, um, when I saw when people talked about it, they kept saying that like the church was still going to be there when it happened. And so I was like, okay, well, if the church is going to be there, this has to be at the sixth seal because the rapture happens at the seventh seal. And so at the sixth seal, it says that, um, it says that, uh, the sun will go dark. And so I was like, okay, so this must happen as a signifier of the sixth seal opening. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. And, um, the reason why I placed the wedding at seal number five is, um, when I was looking up, um, uh, the, the three days of darkness videos as well, um, people were saying that this occurs because, um, when the Lord takes his wife and they go to heaven and she's not on the earth anymore, um, her light will no longer shine on the planet. So because of that, as like a metaphor for like how brightly her light shines, um, he's going to make the world go dark for three days. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's cute. But I was like, why is this happening? besides that you know what I mean and so um he had told me that um the three days of darkness is a signifier uh that um the rapture was going to take place and that people need to repent and like turn their hearts towards Jesus because he said that there's you know what I mean like there's going to be like a, a a big sign I think it's in um Matthew where it shows like you're gonna see you're gonna see things in the earth to know when he's coming back so this is gonna be one of the events that happens which would be at seal six so yeah that's why I placed those two events where I placed them um I placed uh the rapture um at the seventh seal and not before the first seal because I know there are a lot of people who do that. Um, because um, when you look at everything that's happening in um, the first 
five seals. All of this stuff is, is happening right now. It's happening already. We're already going through war. People already have oppressed wages. People are already dealing with death and disease. Christians are getting murdered today. Just because it's not happening in America doesn't mean it's not happening. Christians are getting murdered today for being Christian. So you see the stuff is happening. You know what I'm saying? When you look around and it's like, girl, we we already... <laughs> We're already, we're already at number five, girl. We are already here. We're already here. She is, she is, she is present and accounted for, girl. So, logically, we would only have to see seal six, and then the rapture will happen at seal seven. So that made me realize that um, the seals simply represent the signs of the end, and they are not the start. Of the end they're simply to show that the tribulation is about to happen and lastly I place the wedding feast of the lamb at the very last event and I know the girls are probably gonna disagree with me on this but uh, <laughs> when you look in the Bible, um, it explains that like the entire, the whole kingdom of God is described as a man handing out invitations to a wedding feast. And I know that like people think that the church just dips out and leaves and there ain't nobody left after the rapture, but there are still going to be new Christians that become Christians during the tribulation. Otherwise, the Bible wouldn't say that Christians get persecuted during the tribulation. There are going to be Christians on the earth after the rapture takes place. There's still going to be new people. And even during the thousand year reign, there's still going to be new people who get saved. So if the entire kingdom is likened to people I mean, you know, God handing out invitations for people to come to a wedding feast. Then the wedding feast can't happen until after the final judgment. And that is at the very end. <laughs> at the very end, girl. So that is why I placed the wedding feast where I placed it. That is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, these are, this is, this is, this is my uh, <laughs> interpretation of the material. Interpretation of um, everything that I found. Okay, girl? And, you know, if you disagree, feel free to say something. You know, if you want to hit me up and be like, why did you place this here or place that there? You know, I could hit you back and... You know, let you know. <laughs> let you know if you just wanted to know someone's version. Here's mine. This is my take on it. You know, and this is what I came up with. So, yeah, uh, that's all I had to say on the subject. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> 
Thank you for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. If you would like to find me online, I'm on Instagram at The Bible is Inclusive, and I'm on Twitter at Bible Inclusive. Uh, I also have a book. It's called Who Told You That God Was Homophobic, and that's available in paperback and ebook. And that's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, uh, Kobo, Scribd, and other retailers. And if you would like to visit my website, my website is called uh, thebibleisinclusive.com. And that is the host of my blog. And I make many posts on there about like, you know, the spiritual things that I have found out. <laughs> uh, I attempt to be more active on the blog than I am on my podcast. So I would recommend that you subscribe to my website so that you can get updates every time I post on there because, you know, she posts on there more frequently. And uh, if you would like to become a Christian, uh, you can figure that out on my website as well. You can go to the menu. There's a tab and it says, you know, how to become a Christian. And it'll show you the prayer that you can pray in order to become a Christian if you would like to. And also, uh, you don't have to. You're not forced into this. But if you would like to donate to me, uh, you can also go to my website and there is a tab on there that says donate and you can uh, put in, you know, however much money you would like. They have a single like one time donations and they also I think they have reoccurring donations on there, too. So you can, you know, do it however you want and you'll be able to donate to me. And yeah, thank you again for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. And I'll see y'all in the next one.